0: Hey, what's up y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Playton Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. We are back for another season of Picks Trying Not to Suck, the weekly handicapping contest that I hold every year against my brother. Last year, for the first time in a while, he beat me. Uh, so I'm looking to exact some revenge, but let's go ahead and welcome him on. Uh, the Skinny, of course. Skinny, what's going on, man?
1: Oh, you know, not much doing, doing well. Uh happy to uh have a little football back, you know. Good fun.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh what did you think of uh, the Sooners of course last week?
1: Oh, you know, I, what what was not like, right? Um mm-hmm. y- you know, you have to just kind of uh you know, I guess the uh, caveat all of, you know, anything you're going to say about last week with with know the, the opponent um and then you know kind of the scenario where with with all with all the players being out but uh boy it didn't seem much not to like. so uh you know it's it's better than the alternative right
0: oh right yeah absolutely uh you know i thought that uh spencer rattler personally i mean you you mentioned the quality of the competition but you know even against that kind of you know throwing on air kind of i mean whoo man he looked really good
1: Yeah, uh, no doubt that guy's got some arm talent
0: and just talent,
1: generally speaking. Uh, And, and, you know, I guess there's, you know, offensively, I mean, we've gotten spoiled by by kind of the riches that Lincoln Riley has provided in terms of skill players. But, man, some of those young skill guys look uh, look pretty good. Um, uh, You know, and then, again, you know, I think on the defense, um, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, whether it be at a linebacker or Isaiah Thomas, uh you know a lot of guys we haven't guys we haven't seen a ton of um did some good stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know you mentioned Isaiah Thomas, he was kind of a standout. Uh David Agwebu, man, uh he's so big there in the middle um he he looks like he's actually taken to that position pretty naturally which is you know one thing that i think that everybody kind of had their eye on because he was making that move over from the rush position but he'll uh he'll be competing for real snaps i think pretty much as soon as the season starts
1: yeah he looks the part
0: for sure yeah and there's in and there they look better in the secondary or at least you know like they're i don't know it just physically and it's like they're more kind of there you know what i mean like uh guys like the Turner, Turner yell and um trey brown are, are just looking more kind of looking more of the part this year
1: yeah definitely
0: i mean uh, you know again
1: obviously you caveat are all with you know i've seen plenty of, of ou openers where they've looked fantastic and and yeah gone on to you know like uh 2015 type years but um you know there's there's definitely some talent out there that that just across the board that we probably haven't seen in a while
0: i don't know what you feel yeah yeah now were you surprised that uh missouri state had a hard time uh, Bobby petrino over there seemed to have a hard time getting his guys (laughs) motivated
1: (laughs) i mean uh was i surprised i guess no um you know what's interesting? Like I never, I heard all about like the OU COVID situation, but did you hear anything about like what what their numbers were?
0: I have no idea. All I know is I'm pretty sure like OU is providing them with tests, right? But I don't know yeah. what their numbers were like. No.
1: Okay, I, just, I was just curious if that if it impacted them at all, but. Um,
0: Yeah, you have to imagine that he took a deep interest in all of his players, their well-being and everything, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a history of that, right? Yeah, Yeah, such a great rapport. Such a great rapport with his team. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was a good opener. Anything else kind of stand out for you from the first couple weeks so far?
1: Uh, You you mean of of OU or just of football? Just in general, across the the country, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just kind of, you know, not surprising, pretty sloppy play, right? Um, Yeah. And, and just some kind of – and I don't know if it's just my perception of it because there's, there's nobody in the stands or right? whatever, but just kind of some lackluster performances. And part of that is just I think all the time missed for COVID, let alone being just a first game, right? Um, definitely. But, um, you know, some of it's just that, that we haven't – you know, a lot of the better teams across the country haven't haven't taken the field yet. so.
0: Um, right. Yeah. Now they're in big 10 country. I, I imagine you're, you know, you're in Chicago. Everybody is yeah. uh, heartbroken about the uh, fact that they won't be able to actually be in the stands for the Northwestern games. Right.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't think anyone from Northwestern cared whether they played football or not this year. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting uh, deal up here because I feel like, uh, you know, big 10 fan kind of wore it as the badge of honor that like, you know, this is the decision we made and it was the right one. And, and I'm not trying to make a, a statement one way or the other that, that playing is right or, or not playing, but it was just kind of interesting. And then the kind of uh, abrupt about face that I, and I, you know, I think the the rapid testing um, provides a nice we'll little cover for them to be able to, um,
0: to, to kind of uh, change course like that, but
1: kind of interesting that, that now everybody's all on board with, with playing. So.
0: Right. Were you out there at the protest with the other parents or with the parents, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back there and out in Rosemont?
1: No, no. I I missed that. I
0: <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. I understand. You got to save your Probably bullets, stopped in you know. at Toby Keys afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a, there's a Toby Keys in Rosemont. i thought they all shut down is there i thought they all shut down oh well i don't maybe i don't know but uh no you know one of the things you mentioned the rapid testing i really do think that that's actually a pretty big game changer in all this and um the funny part is to me is that like really i mean i i feel like the big 10 kind of did everything right actually you know (laughs) i mean in terms of like they waited to get like, you know, a situation where they felt more comfortable being actually able to play. Uh, you know, they did a terrible job communicating stuff. Um, they should have never said like, this is a final decision, but at the same time, I mean, they, they, I feel like they d- took a more deliberate approach and a, a more kind of well thought out approach than anybody else. Really?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think the hardcore football fan for say Nebraska or Ohio state is going to have a hard time seeing it that way but but you you raise a good point i mean they um it's kind of hard to criticize uh you know the the approach they took
0: right right well uh enough of that man let's go ahead and get into some picks uh you know i every everybody remembers from last year we picked five games against the spread each week um and then when there is no you game we'll pick that at the end uh but you know the uh, objective here is we count, we keep it running total each week, and uh, the winner at the end of the uh, season is the one with the best record. Uh, last year, Skinny beat me for the first time in a while, like I mentioned. So, I'm definitely looking for some uh, for some revenge here. And I will go ahead, Skin Man, and let you mm-hmm. kick off since you uh, since you won last year. You get the honors of uh, giving us our first pick.
1: Ooh, all right, and it's it's a doozy too. Um, I'm looking at this. Much anticipated BC at Duke's game. Uh, Duke giving five and a half at home. Um, you know, this is one of these ones. So, so BC didn't play last week, right? right. Duke has uh, Duke, and they haven't played, right? So Duke yeah. has one game under their belt. Um, you know, and I actually thought you know, I think it was kind of a lackluster performance, kind of all around. But you know, I thought Duke acquitted themselves fairly well last week. Uh, coming home this week, I will take Duke, giving the points.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a that's a no play for me. Uh, I, I didn't know what to make of – I honestly didn't know what to make of Duke last week. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it seemed like uh, the Irish misfired a couple times there and uh, let Duke hang around, but I, I just – I couldn't make a play there. So, um, But we'll go ahead. We'll mark that one down. That is Duke minus five and a half over BC all right, I well picking up on a theme, uh, you had Duke. I've got Notre Dame the Fighting Irish. I'm gonna go ahead I realize that it is a uh, it's a pretty big number here. I'm gonna go ahead and lay the 25 and a half with the with the ND. Um, I mentioned you know Duke those uh, kind of uh, opportunities that ND squandered last week. That, like I mentioned, let the Blue Devils hang around. But I think that, uh, you know, Notre Dame, after that, you know, they'll kind of sharpen up now that they've got a game under their belts. And USF is not good. You know, they're one one game so far this year. They beat a pretty lackluster Citadel team and uh, really should have been much worse. I think they were, like, plus three in turnover margin. Uh, Only ended up winning by, uh, like, two scores. So... I'm going to go ahead and lay the twenty-five and a half with the Irish. Ah, okay.
1: Well, I am actually going to do the same thing um, on Notre Dame here, which is interesting because you know, I, I I actually think Notre Dame has a pretty. Big, I mean, this is. I mean, they're in a top ten team, right? Rank, but they're they're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you mentioned, U.S.F. Uh, is not good, but you know, I I hesitated on this one because. I feel like this year in particular, especially early season, big spreads scare me. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I, I you know I think you know, Notre Dame got that game out of their system last week. I think they kind of know what to expect this week. They're at home against a bad team. Um, I think they end up covering that 25.
0: All right. So uh, let's see here. We're both putting one down for the Irish. All right, my next one, my second pick, I'm going to go with Navy plus seven. Uh, I know the minis looked horrible in their opening game, but there was a whole lot going on there. I don't know if you followed along, but, like, you know, their coach, Kenny Amatololo, wasn't really uh, doing any kind of real hitting or tackling in practice. Uh, as a way to kind of keep them, I think, fresh and also to avoid any kind of contact tracing issues. So uh, when they actually went up against BYU, I mean, it was just a disaster. Uh, but, you know, that kind of thing, teams have a tendency to kind of bounce back, especially, uh, you know, a service academy. Uh, you can count on them to be focused out there. I think that they're going to come back this week, and uh, I, I don't know if they win outright against Tulane, but I'll go ahead and take the seven with uh, with Navy. Interesting,
1: man. We're, we're thinking we're kind of boring and, and thinking a lot of like this week. Cause I'm, I'm going to take maybe plus seven as well.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, you know, for a lot of the same reasons, I think they, they may be getting kind of undervalued here for, you know, a, a bad performance, uh, two weeks or on, on Labor Day. Right. But, um, you know, again, I, I think you have to take a lot of these performances, especially early here with, with a pretty big, uh, a pretty big grain of salt. Right. Um, right. Um, but yeah I'm with you I think maybe maybe Navy's a little bit of a value at seven going to Tulane um so I'm I'm going the same way
0: yeah that one man I don't know if you watched that BYU game that was pretty rough to watch just you mean you could just tell Navy was completely just not ready so you know that's the kind of thing you think that uh program like that will uh, look to get a bounce back so yeah all right um okay put us both down for Navy uh my next one um Georgia tech obviously got a uh, pretty momentum, you know, uh, you know, a, a big, a big win to start off the year last week against Florida state. I'm going to fade the yellow jackets this week and go with, uh, the central Florida golden Knights. My, my only real concern here about central Florida obviously is they haven't played a game yet, but, uh, this is just one of those situations where I'm, I'm happy to take a team that is coming off a big, big win. And, uh, you know, kind of look for them to uh, be a little flat the, the week after that.
1: Yeah, I like it. I look at that one long and hard as well. Decided not to not play it, but for much the same reason as you, with with Georgia Tech coming off that big win last year.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, Georgia Tech is taking a lot of the taking a lot of the tickets, but uh, it seems like the spread is moving towards UCF. So uh, that's the other part of it too. That that's, that tells you something's going on. Um okay, so let's see here, okay, so put me down for u c f okay, what's your fourth pick? oh man, um it's an ugly, um, ugly slate that this week really i mean that is. It, to be expected, you know, I mean we're each picking five games there's like ten total to pick from, <laughs> so um, I know
1: i know so i I'm looking at miami and louisville or Miami going to uh louisville um you know, this is one where you know, I, you know, I know Miami has De'Arq King this year. Um, you know, but but you know, as dynamic as he can be, he can also be a bit limited in the passing game. And I just look at this as something where I'm going to take what I think is the better coach. You know, at home for whatever that's worth, getting two and a half or giving giving two and a half point.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a coaching mismatch right there, Diaz versus Scott Satterfield. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of that Louisville game last week. Uh, I had a little bit of an interest in in it, and uh, they they looked actually pretty solid. I mean, it's a it's a really well coached team. Uh, I don't know if I if I like them in this spot, but uh, if I was going to be playing it, I'd I'd go that way too. So, um, all right, my fourth pick, I have Houston at baylor this was a last minute addition i like the cougars though getting seven and a half now it was seven and a half when i first looked at it i'm not sure it looks like it's down to four and a half so um you know that would suggest there's a lot of money coming in on the cougs i'm not too surprised i realized both these teams haven't played a game yet this year but uh I kind of feel like Baylor's in for a long year and uh with that in mind, uh, I'm gonna roll with uh, their in state rival here and go with the Cougars.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, Matt Rule definitely uh bounced yeah. at uh fortuitous time, I think.
0: Um yeah, I mean they lost a lot and now they've got to you know, contend with a new coach. I uh, I feel like they're they're that might be this might be the kind of year where they uh you know, kind of retrench and get ready for uh twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah yeah okay <clears throat> um i'll look at tulsa going to the oklahoma state cowboys you know again uh you know i i'm kind of going against my own wisdom here because i am you know kind of scared of some of these bigger spreads but um you know this is one where, where i think what was it tulsa this was you know when a couple of weeks ago i guess when they canceled the game it only had like seven practices yeah, <laughs> so I yeah, don't, i don't I know. know what they've been doing um <laughs> like and, and many... that's
0: over in like the course of like four weeks
1: yeah yeah over a month right yeah so, you know i don't know how much better uh oklahoma state has been um but uh given that fact i'll i'll take the cowboys laying the twenty three.
0: Yeah, I definitely looked hard at that one. I, at the end, I don't think I'm going to have a play on it. But, uh, yeah, I definitely it, – it, for me, that one is OSU or nothing. So, Sooner State showdown. Um, all right, my last one is going to be – oh, another case where I'm going against a team that uh, just got a big win. I'm going to take Georgia, uh, Georgia State plus 17-and-a-half against uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, you know, again, Louisiana Lafayette went on the road last week. Big win there in, uh, in Ames, making the uh, Big 12, of course, look terrible. Um, plus 17 and a half, though, I, I'll go ahead and uh, stick with the Panthers here. Uh, that's a team I feel like is kind of on the rise you know, on the mid major level simply because, uh, you know, they're in a good spot. They're bringing in some talent there. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my final one, Georgia State plus 17 and a half.
1: Yeah. Uh, not never a bad strategy to go against a team that uh come off a big win. So
0: I can yeah. see that. Yeah. But uh God man, this is just a dog of a slate. Like that that seriously that Georgia Tech US U C F game, pardon me, might be the best game of the weekend. Or it could be Miami Louisville. That's probably the actually yeah, Miami Yeah. Louisville.
1: It's it's a bad week. And especially, you know, with with OU having an off week, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little rough. But, you know, the, the site really kind of starts to pick up uh, the following week. So that'll be good.
0: Right, right. So here's my question then. We're, OK, so we're going into week three. I mean, do you feel differently now about the chances that the season will actually play out after the first couple of weeks now?
1: I, I guess yes, in that fact, I, and maybe some of it's just getting over that mental hurdle of actually kind of like see, you know, seeing football on the field and that they were going to mm-hmm. give it a go. Um, boy, when you just, you know, when when you look at Lincoln Riley's press conference where was talking about, you know, all the potential issues with, with contact tracing and guys having to sit out and how close they were, you know, having a month to to get mm-hmm. ready for this game. And then you look at it going forward. With what? what is there a bye week? For are you going forward? I think there's there's one, right?
0: There's one, yeah. Either maybe after Texas, right after Texas, or somewhere yeah. in there,
1: yeah. So you look at that, and uh, man, I, I guess I would put the odds fairly good that they will they will get through a season. Just the question is, how many forfeits are they going to be able to? Fit in all the games. I mean, there may just be games that don't get played. Uh, yeah. I think that's uh,
0: in, you know an inevitability. Yeah, like I guess that's if, how I would. Right. Like, what that. if the team starts off kind of like you know with a disappointing season? Like, say you know, a team that doesn't expect. Like, let's say, let's take just Iowa State for example, right? I mean, you know, they lost their opener. Let's say they lose the next two somehow. I don't even know who they play next, but then they've got OU after that. So let's say they they start off zero and three, like how many of those guys are going to want to stick around and keep playing the rest of the way? You know what I mean? Like how many of them are going to check out? How many of them are going to opt out and say, you know, they're scared and want to come back for next year? I mean, I, like it's just going to be really weird to follow that. It will.
1: You know, I guess my follow-up question is, you know, kind of the weird thing about this. Like let's just say they make it all the way through. There's a play. We even get to a playoff and a national champion. I don't even know where it is this year. Um, is it just a total asterisk year? Like, if you're the team that does it, are you, the, you know, the fan base, are you excited about it? Are you just kind of like, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean, is I guess, you know, like- the way it's going, right, if all the uh, – so many teams are in there. I mean, it. I think, like – I think most schools are just kind of looking at it, like, let's just get through the season. You know what I mean? Like – and then it would ever uh, – yeah, I mean, it's a, I guess it is a big asterisk, but, you know, I mean, it, if they're handing out trophies, though, you get to claim it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, well, let's recap real quick here. My first five picks of the year. Got Notre Dame minus 25.5, Navy plus 7, Central Florida minus 7.5, Houston plus 7.5, and, and the Georgia State Panthers plus 17.5. Uh, let's see here your first five picks of the year you've got bc at duke minus five and a half miami at louisville minus two and a half you've got navy getting seven at Tulane. uh you're laying the 25 and a half with nd and then uh oklahoma state minus 23 at home against tulsa so anyway scan best of luck man rest of the way
1: thanks same to you man
0: All right. That was the skinny. Join us every week. We'll be doing picks, trying not to suck, uh, you know, our weekly handicapping pick off every week. Uh, Thanks again to the skinny for joining us. Thanks to you for joining us as well. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcasts and uh, leave us those five-star reviews. We love those obviously. So anyway, thanks a lot uh, to all y'all for joining us for the Blayton Homers and podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.